This is Isaiah Smallman. Welcome to episode 22 of I Guess We'll Do It That Way. Uh, guys, quick personal share. I hurt my back today. Uh, I can barely walk. My dogs, they're, they they haven't been out much. They're ticked. Uh, I can't sit up straight. I can't stand up straight. I've been laying on the floor trying to read scripts upside down for most of the day. It's, it's really not great. So, uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Okay, um, here's episode 22 presented by Mama Bear Studios. Yo, what's up, Uncle Zay? <laughs> oh, chilling. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. It sounds like you're calling all the pigeons in your neighborhood to roost on your stoop. Have you ever stood? Is that a pigeon purr? A coo? Uh, the caca, caca. Now, that's like a... Um... No, 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 no. I want to hear the one you did. You just did one oh, that was really good. So if you've ever been like you're in like, a city oh, or a park oh, where there's yeah. tons of pigeons... And somebody stomps. If you're with a kid, they love to do that. And they all just go. It's a crazy sound. Pigeons it's actually kind of, kind of frightening. Yeah, they do. And they, I like they how like pigeons purr. Move their neck like uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, birds have a lot more in common with dinosaurs than reptiles. I saw Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah. Did you read it? No. I haven't. Terrific book. You like Michael Crichton, though, right? I've only read one book. Uh, Which I one? Read, I think it was his last one. Next, N-E-X-T. Mm. It's about like future technology. It's very good. That's cool. I, um, I've heard Jurassic Park's read that very one. good. Jurassic Park's great. Lost World is great. Uh, I, I'm a big Michael Crichton fan. Not a big Michael Crichton fan. I haven't yeah. read everything he's written, but I like some of the books a lot. Timeline's fun. Timeline's about some guys and gals going back to uh, the Middle Ages. Mm. Kind of put certain things in perspective, and it's a it's a big one, right? It's a long uh, one. That one's not as long. Not as there long. are some long ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember somebody but. in my high school reading those books. I've already told this story, but it reminds me. I, I watched that movie with my kid, and everybody mm-hmm. remembers the line where what's his name Jeff Goldblum walks up to that pile of rhinoceros dung. Yeah, that's one big pile of shit. <laughs> um. You know who's uh you know who's a great actor, John? Who? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, he, I you know I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Like I know they say all actors are crazy or whatever, but he just seems like he's being himself all the time. I think like, though, he's an eccentric weirdo. Like that's I think what that's he, fair. No, I don't think he's being himself all the time though. Like, did you see um? Did you see, uh, shoot, what's it called? The Fly, where he becomes a fly? No. David Cronenberg. Um, shrunk the kids. Was he in that's that? That's the other, no, 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 that's another guy that kind of looks like Jeff Goldblum. What's his Who? name? Jeff Goldblum. No, no, no. In Honey, I Shrunk. I know, it's not him, but who in that movie looks like Jeff Goldblum? No, he, he doesn't even look like him. He just reminds me of him. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What is that? Actually, you know the you know the dad from movie. Honey I Shrunk the Kids. You know the yeah, dad? that guy. Yeah, the dark the kind of dorky. Guy. Yeah, he's like a dorky. Who is that guy? guy? He was a yeah. huge movie star for a while, for like a minute. And you know what he did? He was like, "Screw this! Hollywood sucks." He's a Canadian, right? So after like Honey, Honey, wait, I blew wait, 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 up the John, kids. You don't know his name. I don't know his name, but you know his life story. Yeah, because I I had I watched Honey I Shrunk the Kids somewhere recently. 
And I was like, who is that guy? He was in all these movies when I he was, was a, a kid. Massive, massive he was a massive, massive 90s movie star. For like five years. So I went and read about him. And yeah, mm-hmm. the guy was in a bunch of movies. He was Canadian. I think he did some like Canadian improv. Was in some movies. Made a ton of money and was like, Hollywood sucks. I'm out of here. And now he's wow. like maple. He's like a maple tree farmer in Canada. It's kind of smart. Yeah, dude. He, Take he the ended money on and run, baby. Oh, because he was not going to last long. I think we I can mean, all be very sure of that. I doubt it. He was going to go away with the with the 90s blockbuster, like the way of the dino. Yeah, I mean, there's you only that so 90s many. You know that 90s family comedy thing that like I oh, feel yeah. like was just huge and I I don't are they still making those I guess like, like we watched Hocus Pocus the other night yeah it, I, I mean do, do they make that movie anymore I don't well it's it will be a Netflix show instead right mm, like it's Sabrina like the Teenage things. Witch oh, yeah Stranger right, Things right, right yeah um speaking of Netflix you know what I watched last night I watched like Ugh. five episodes fell asleep watching it not because it's bad i watched oh. ozarks have you seen this oh is it good i keep hearing some people say it's amazing and some people saying it's horrible um so i, I really I, don't know who to believe yeah i mean it's definitely not horrible i don't know how mm. you'd come to that conclusion but well yeah, not I horrible could see somebody, but bad i could see somebody saying it's not great or i could see somebody saying it's like a breaking bad ripoff hmm you know, and this, it's very, sim- I mean, it's a similar idea. Family that's like, should, doesn't seem like they should be involved in crime is, in, is involved with very bad criminals, you know? Right. Like bloodline. But, in, but instead of this guy, yeah, exactly. Instead of this guy being a, like, high school teacher, he's a small business guy, you know? Mm. So he's walking around telling his kids, like, you need to learn the value of money while he's laundering tens of millions of dollars for a drug cartel, that kind of stuff. Good for him. Anyway, yeah, I don't think Take it's the money bad. And run. I don't think it's bad, but you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I just like to say for the NSA guys that are still listening, I was kidding when I said good for him. Take the money and run. I don't support drug cartels. I don't think people should do unethical, illegal things in order to make money. Just for the record, I just feel like I needed to say that. If drugs are don't do drugs, guys. It's tough. Yeah, it was certainly not advocating for the you know, use of drugs, but no, I know you're not. I'm just sort of making, making a PSA out of it. You know, you got to make a PSA. Remember those GI Joe PSAs that that dude made way back in the day before, like, uh, definitely before Instagram vine. (laughs) Uh, what is it? Uh, pork chop sandwiches. Exactly. You know, that one, those even get distributed. (laughs) I saw those back before YouTube. Good. Oh dude. I probably some, probably some website like MySpace or something. You know, like an early an early video an early website that like shared content, you know? Well, John, uh I'm trying to think what we should talk Oh, today, John. All right. Um I have a little bit I have an update. I have an update yeah. on rollers. Do you know really? what it is? Can you guess? Um I'm not gonna tell you if it's good or bad. I'm not gonna tell <laughs> you what it might be related to. I just want you to guess what it might be. You want me to guess? Okay, I am going to guess. I'm going to guess that you guys got a lead actor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm going to guess. That's your whole guess? That's it. You nailed somebody down. You got the guy. <clears throat> no. Wrong. He passed. Really? Yep. The guy I wanted passed. Oh, tell us about this. Tell us a guy. Can you tell us a guy now? No, nah, I don't think I should. I, okay, I you shouldn't tell us. Now, tell us how this um, works. Did you send him the weed bag? So I was, no, no, no. See, the weed bag, the edible arrangement 
was for his agent. Yeah. And I did send – I did not send an edible arrangement. Well, that's why you did – no wonder he passed. No, 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 no. But He's doing see, my cat's movie because I, I sent him the he, weed. Oh, the cat's movie? Oh, mm. man. I'm always getting beat out for cat movies. Well, you got to bring your A game with the gifts, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm a little bummed, actually. Um, I think – so what happened is basically his agent – Got him the materials, the script, the deck, um, a letter that I wrote kind of explaining, like, why I specifically wanted him to do it and, you know, just sort of putting out some context. And uh, I think it took three, four days, which is nice. I got to give him props. He at least got back to me quickly. But um, he he just said he didn't he didn't connect with the with the character. He felt like it would it, it just wasn't wasn't for him. And uh, which is a bummer because I kind of think this is the perfect role for him. Everyone I've talked to thinks the same thing, but he, uh, yeah, he just wasn't feeling it. So, so basically what happens whoa, is whoa, that whoa. he tells... Can tell- I ask a question? Yeah. Sorry to, to, to back up, but That's how okay. does he relay this information to you? So it's all through his, his agent, his representative. Okay, so he calls you or emails you? The agent, um, in this particular case, my producer Tara has a relationship with this guy's agent. And so she... She sent it through the agent. The agent sent it to this guy. This guy looked at the stuff, decided he didn't want to do it, told his agent it's a pass, you know, gave him, like, a, a, a reason or whatever. And then his agent emailed Tara, my producer, and said, hey, this guy passed. I'm actually kind of bummed because I think it'd be great. But basically it's one of those things where, like, you know, so that was encouraging. I mean, the agent at least took the project seriously and was – you know, also agreed that maybe it could actually be really good, but for some reason this guy just uh, just wasn't feeling it. Hmm. So what's next? Or well, pause there. Okay, so yeah. was that the news? That's the news. Yeah, that's the news. Now I'm back to the drawing board. I mean, there are lots of other people that I'm still excited about talking to. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just kind of bummed because this guy, this guy just kind of had. He was one of the first people where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I think. I think this is it, but I think there's there's a couple other people that I'm thinking of that I feel like I have the same feeling about. You know, I just have to okay. go to them. Does this at all? So if I'm you, th- mm-hmm. this would rattle me to some extent because it would be mm-hmm. it's like the first. You know, it's some real feedback. Mm-hmm. I would be like not freaking out, but I would be like, oof. You know, I would take it seriously. How mm-hmm. how do you take this? Yeah, I'm bummed. You know, I'm bummed. I mean, I've been to – there are a couple, like, bigger, bigger actors that have the script as well that haven't passed or – because they're, like, on set, you know, so they haven't even looked at it yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm still – you know, but, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It sucks because – yeah, because it's being rejected. You know, right. it feels it feels very personal. But this um, is it's par not, for the it's course, not per- right? Oh, it's for, not sure, for sure, right, for right. sure, for no, sure. No, this is going to happen 20 times and then one I time. I do – yeah, there is part of me, though, that still is like – it's funny. It's like if I had made a few movies already, I think I would track him down, you know, and be like, dude, I think you're making a big mistake. Like I think we could Ooh. actually do something really special together, and I think yeah. you're just maybe not reading it properly. Or I think you know maybe – you're not just seeing what I'm seeing. Like, let's at least talk before you say no. 
Right. I think you 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 might have missed the boat by not taking my suggestion on the gift, but it's mm-hmm. not all is not lost. You know, if you're gonna make a like a hey rethink this move kind of pitch, mm-hmm. you gotta go to his house in a trench coat. You gotta hold up a boombox, play the song oh. that you wrote for him, and have with you, of course, now the correct gift to give him the edible arrangement. Yeah, give him the edible arrangement. Mm. Boom! The guy's gonna run down the stairs and embrace you. You know. I you gotta dazzle them. Right. I watched all those movies. There's Say Anything and There's Better Off Dead. Did you ever see that? Yes. It's pretty good. But Have I you ever seen The Sure Thing? No. It's one of Rob Reiner's first movies. It's early, early John Cusack. And, uh, oh, it's so good. It's a road trip rom-com, basically. Um, kind of like when Harry met Sally or something like that. Like, you know, an unlikely college pair traveling across the country. I don't know that it's quite as good as I feel like when Harry Met Sally was Rob, you know, good old Rob, uh, basically Bob, as I like to call him sometimes, Bob basically saying, yo, I got this. I'm going to do it even better now. But the sure thing is also quite good. Hmm. John Cusack is just a absolutely marvelous in those types of roles. He's incredible. What's he up to? What's he doing right now? That's a good question. I don't know. You want to look him up? Eh. Yeah. But we still haven't watched Mulholland Drive. And in Mulholland Drive, he the whole movie is shining a light on, I think, shining a light on how crazy Hollywood is. Yep. And in it, there is this really sinister sort of up-and-coming director who's filming this girl. And it, I read in the interview that David Lynch said it was Steven Soderbergh. He modeled it after Steven wow. Soderbergh. Is that because of Sex, Lies, and Videotape? I don't know. I guess. You know what I watched, John? Hmm. I also recently watched... Oh, I already told you. I watched Hocus Pocus. Have you seen that? No. You've never seen Hocus Pocus? No. You know, I I grew up in a Christian house and... Oh. It is pretty pretty witchy. We watched Salty, uh, Salty the Songbook. Oh, I remember Salty the Songbook. Yeah. Wow. He was a giant hymnal that walked (laughs) walked around. How would you like... We're gonna How hot to was that guy in that eighty-pound suit, <laughs> dude? So hot! Oh my gosh, what a bad show! That, that guy and, the, and uh, the guy in there was like just some actor, you know, who showed up for the role <laughs> for sure. And then, uh, do you remember the the donut the donut show? The donut show. There was some other donut show. If someone remembers what that is, write in. Mm. Um, there was a Carmen. donut show. Did you ever see Carmen? Oh yeah, I saw Carmen. I'm surprised you were able to watch that. Uh, yeah, well, there is a, a Carmen where he Carmen was a Christian like uh, singer. Oh, I thought you were talking about Carmen San Diego. Oh no, no, we did watch that. But uh, Carmen was this like Christian like stadium rock guy. Interesting. And he had these music videos like back before music videos were really that popular. He was That's making cool. these, and he made this one where he. John, like, are you sure you just didn't know that they were popular because you didn't have MTV at home? MT what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mt uh, who so he made this one where he like in the name of jesus confronts a witch you know in her house oh, oh baby or like a warlock or something they just scared wow. the crap out of me when i was a kid because we had well, all it, kinds of so it's not neighbors. like an exorcism or something it's like a straight up battle yeah, he just goes in there with like a with like <laughs> with like tight jeans on you know and like penny loafers and a vest wow and he goes in there with his with his uh, curly hair and confronts her with the Bible. Sounds ill. And he wins. Oh, he wins. Of oh, course, wow. of course. 
Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's how that would really go, but good for him. What's uh, what's what's Christmas? In, I mean, not Christmas. What's uh, Halloween in L.A. like? Halloween in L.A. Oh, man. We were – it was bumping. Yeah, I went uh, I went trick-or-treating with my, with my friend's kid. Um, we all went, and it was a hoot. He's only two and a half, so that was hilarious. You know, he could yep. barely muster the – courage to say trick-or-treat but he, he started getting costume? pretty into it he was a he was a, a a baby fighter pilot they had this vintage jumpsuit with a bomber jacket that are super cool they're like 30 years old somebody gave them to him from you know somebody else had them from somebody who was in the air force like a long time ago or something and uh it was a pretty pretty ridiculous costume i was impressed hmm. um i didn't dress up as anything oh yeah Oh, but I well, I did go to a I I uh, I did go to a karaoke Halloween party, and mm. I dressed up as Freddie Mercury, which was oh, fun. Oh yeah, the guy from what's that uh, Queen hacking show? What was that hacking show? The hacking show? Yeah, dude, it was. Oh 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 Mr. oh oh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, the guy from Mr. Robot is playing Freddie Mercury in a new movie, right? Yeah, apparently it's quite good. The trailer that's looks what, good. That's what people are saying. Freddie Mercury is an important figure in popular culture mm. and a monumental figure in rock and roll. I loved classic rock growing up, and I remember Man, the first too. time I heard Queen and it knocked my socks off, dude. We, we, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is one of those songs that it never gets old. Like, Stairway to Heaven, fine. Pantheon, rock classic, fine. But it's... I, there's just so many Zeppelin songs that I like way better, but man, Bohemian Rhapsody is possibly one of the top ten greatest songs of all time. When I was a kid, I went to. I've already just sort of alluded to my upbringing, but when I was like 15, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin came to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and uh, me and my friend went to go see him, and my dad, my dad took us right. Yep. So we're sitting in the car, like, waiting to get out of this concert, and my dad's already, like, I don't think he loves the idea that I'm going in there, you know? Yep. Um, Carmen, Salty, et cetera. You get the idea. Exactly. So we're waiting in the car, and, like, we're about to go. My dad's You're going like, to come okay. out like a hippie freak doing drugs. I'll That's be drugged what he's up. I'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be terrible. So we're sitting in the car, and my dad is, like, giving us a pep talk about, like, uh, you know, being careful, staying mm-hmm. safe, and on the radio— they're like, uh, he's got, you know, local radio t- turned on or whatever. And they're, <laughs> they say to, they, they're like, listen to our interview earlier today with Jimmy Page. And the first question they asked him when well, my dad's sitting in the car telling us like, boys, you know, you come from Christian homes and you gotta, they're like, Jimmy, what do you think you've done more? Played Stairway to Heaven or jerked off? <laughs> and Jimmy Page is like, that's he's a like, classy guy. And he's that's like he, not you know, even a good question. It's not. It's a total like shock jock question. So they Jimmy Page like he's a classy guy. So he demurred and he's like, oh, I played the song a lot, you know, whatever. But my dad, his like eyes popped out of his head, you know. Oh man, I mean, you got Jimmy Page on your shitty Philadelphia morning show. The least you can do is ask him a good question. Ask him if he killed John Bonham, which with with witchcraft. <laughs> That's what I would have asked him. <laughs> That's what I was shouting for my theory. It's the idea has been because he's he's like he's like Bob won't let me out of the band. I gotta break us up somehow. (laughs) He called he called Robert Plant Bob. Everyone's name is Bob. That that theory has been floated because the night before 
the night before John Bonham died, there was uh, uh, like white smoke coming out of Jimmy Page's chimney at uh, what was the studio called Langley Grange or whatever. Oh my word! It's total nonsense, but that's you know. absolute bonkers nonsense. But I I think love the real it. reason he died was not witchcraft, but the the like four bottles of vodka he drank. I was gonna morning. say like the the sixteen gallons of pure <laughs> liquor that he probably consumed ten minutes before his death. Yeah, if you um, watch. The song remains the same. It's a great like video uh, uh, concert they did at Madison Square Garden. The guy th- is just pounding hooch the entire time, but playing phenomenally. Oh, you know? of course. How does he? You know, I thought you were going to say pounding his drums because how does he not just put holes in the drum heads? Mm, yeah, one third of the way through every single show. I'm surprised he doesn't have a drum roadie. Who's just constantly like you know like the 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 jockeys when they're running mm-hmm. on like a wet track you know they gotta like pull yeah. like all the different layers of goggles off. I'm surprised that they don't just have like a drum roadie who's just constantly cycling out his toms because like he's replacing tom- a NASCAR tire. Exactly, <laughs> he's got like six drum roadies. Like, yeah. zzz, zzz, zzz. and then they're like pulling the top, like as he's like doing like an epic drum roll like over on the side, they're like, zzz, 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 like taking the drum heads off of like the bass drum or whatever. Uh, totally. I'm surprised he doesn't do that. Well, now he's playing drums in heaven. Do, 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 do. I want to be a drummer. So, but you play some drums, right, John? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I got <sighs> into it cause of, uh, Zeppelin bro back in the day when I was a kid. Oh, we just can't stop talking about Zepp. Yeah. Hammer of the gods is a great book about Led Zeppelin. I should read that. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about them actually cause I've been writing more music lately, as I mentioned, yeah. mm-hmm. I kind of, I haven't written much music. I've I've written some sort of joke songs, you know. Yeah. Um I've written We've some all songs that. for Yeah, of course, but I haven't like actually kind of put myself out there before. It's sort of it's uh it's kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah, I mean that that's a scary one. Singing, yeah. I've never ever wanted to sing in public. It's too intimate, man. It's, it's like ooh, it's cringy, you know? Yeah, like when you hear be... someone do it, it's I mean, I'm surprised anyone still listens after I play and sing because I I hate listening to people sing sometimes, especially if they're not pros. I'm like, what if they mess yeah. up? It's really hard. You know, when you watch what they, like what if um, their voice cracks. When you watch a movie, part of the idea is the the suspension of disbelief, you know? Mm, it's yep. it's really hard. Like that's my problem with AI or AI with uh, CGI in movies is that it take, yeah. your brain is constantly being reminded that it's watching something fake, right? Yep. But it, you have the same problem when you watch people you know do stuff. It's mm. really hard to appreciate what they're doing as like a raw thing and not all of the shit that you know about them and your like yes. preconceived notions and you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely, especially if they're troubled, you know. If they're troubled, <laughs> it's just anything. It's like I know what you sound like when you're not singing, or I know what you what you're like when you're not pretending to do this or that. You know what I mean? It's not a right. good or a bad thing. It's just weird to see somebody performing. Someone, probably a number of people have have hung out with Sufjan Stevens, and right. he was kind of drunk and like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah. probably happened. He can't pop, but but I in my head he's just this kind of melancholy weirdo, you know. Right, right. And it would like sort of take you out of it if you did spend a fun night with like Elliot Smith ten oh, years man. ago, you know. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, that's part of what's so fun about it, you know. Like they're playing a character, basically. 
Right. Well, now that has gone to an absolute extreme. Like there are – well, maybe I shouldn't speak because I'm not positive about this. But like can you get famous by just releasing music now? Like if you do you have to be like a star? Yeah, you got to be like on Instagram, on Facebook, on social media. I do – yeah, I don't know. Trying to get on TV, you have to have like a whole personality package. What about this whole SoundCloud thing? Those guys probably aren't yeah. touring, are they? Well, the idea, though, like for the SoundCloud rappers is that you start on SoundCloud, you get some notoriety, and then mm. you go tour like crazy. You get, yeah, you get signed to a major, and then, yeah. You tour. Because apparently that that's sense. how you make money now? Yeah, yeah. By touring? Yeah, basically, you really don't make money on music. It's it, it The music you release is basically an advertisement for your tour. There was... So I was in a band when I was a kid, and... Yep. Um, there were in the early days of the internet in the Napster era, they had these um, very very early prototypes, music, so, uh, music sites where you could sell songs, kind of mm. like SoundCloud, but like it, sorry, you wouldn't like sell CD them. baby type thing. I forget what they were called, but like we sub- I, I set up an account, and I we were gonna put our songs up. Like we didn't have songs. We had nothing recorded. You know, it was like, but you, but you of, needed the distribution channels worked out before you, just in case, writing. you know, yeah, just yeah, in case yeah, when we right. were like 14, we had to quickly get out some music. So I set up one of these sites with our name on it and I put up a sample song, Uh huh. but, and I just used, I had no tracks that we had made cause we had no tracks. So yeah. I put up like a, a rush song or a Led Zeppelin song. Oh jeez. And, and it was not – I didn't do it to – because I never promoted the site. It was not intentional. I wasn't trying to deceive anybody. You know, It was sure. like literally a placeholder. Right. But about like six months later, I got a check in the mail from this site for like a sixteenth of a cent because like four people had clicked on this link. They actually sent me like one check – and I'm sure oh, all of those wow. clicks were probably me, like, oh, wow, look at this. This actually mm-hmm. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, let me listen to it again just to make sure that it's not a – yeah. Right. That's very funny. You know, actually, that speaking of uh, of, of, of all of this, um, probably one of the most exciting updates right now with Rollers is the music component. Because, um, mm. you know, you were joking about what a music supervisor's do, and you were – Giving Rylan a hard time. Yeah, that's a really generous way to put what I actually did. Which yeah, you was, were just shredding. Yeah, Tomboy. you were shredding him. Just shredding. I apologize, Rylan. Deal with it. Um, he's no, but he I just took his headphones off and said, "Sorry, what?" Oh, okay, he's like, oh, back oh, oh, yeah, yeah." Um, no, but that's been really good. So basically, one of the things Rylan's been doing is he connected me with this super talented composer named Dan. And Dan is currently writing a bunch of music, which is crazy exciting because we're literally just like I'm giving him moments in the script and I'm like, OK, this is what's going on. And, and he just comes up with ideas and uh, and he's he's a professional songwriter, which is cool, you know, because what is he how does he compose this like on a piano or he's kind of a guitar and bass guy. Okay, so but I don't know. But he type? plays everything. I mean, I don't know exactly what he's a professional guitar and bass bass player. But I think he probably plays piano very proficiently. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know exactly what his composition method is. We'll have him on one day. But 
it's been cool because I, you know, there's just one. So, uh, quick backstory. You know, Rufus is in a band in the yeah, movie. This is a character in the movie. The main character was in a band, and in the right. the whole movie is about music, and so music obviously is a very important component. But uh, yeah, Rufus was in a band, and so and and we hear some of that music, and so I'm at the point where I'm trying to decide what is Rufus's band. You know. Like it can't just be some existing band. It's got to be some really sick custom vibes that capture who Rufus is, you know? You're trying to pull one of these indie movie stunts where you have like a a hit new record to go with your movie. Like hey, what was that? What were those I wouldn't Scottish turn runners? it down, baby. Oh, what like once. Yeah, with those like oh, Irish baby. loners John. crying. If I could make once, my career would be set. <laughs> I would Where love to guy? make once. He Where made a movie called guy? Sing Street that's actually really good. Also a music uh-huh. movie. Um, yeah, he's say. just making some Irish movies. You know, he's just doing his Irish thing. Just cute okay, Irish you know movies. What? That's cool. If that guy were my friend and I knew him, I'd be so proud of him. You so, would be so proud of him, John. I'm not going to take a dump on the guy. That's that's great. I didn't um, love that movie. I, I didn't even. Like, you know what? Can I tell you a secret, John? Yeah, I know the secret. I, what is it? You didn't see it because of course <laughs> I didn't see it. John, we never see the movies that we talk about. It's a <laughs> you rule. didn't see it, did you? I did see Sing Street, which was good, but no, uh, I never saw okay. it once. People were it's talking about great. it too much. Yeah, exactly. Your freaking sister in law was like constantly singing it and yeah. I mean it well, was they just went, too they much. happened to go to Ireland. Oh, like, it's boy. one of those magical moments, you know, where like you're going to go to some place that most people haven't gone. And also it's a cultural phenomenon at right the now. same time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I get mean, it. I get No, no, no. I it was that. fun. Um, no, but it's I just, like t- I, it was you know, too much. I go to it Jersey just, and Bruce Springsteen's on the radio. Yeah. You're like, what? And you're like, Ooh. Oh yeah, this is totally not that crazy, but what? Uh, Ooh. yeah, no, but so it's fun because no, I, I do want it to be like that. I want it to be a musical heavy movie, a musically, a musically focused movie. And I, and I want the soundtrack to be baller some of it is going to be licensed so we're going to get music from existing artists at times which is part of what Rylan is doing is kind of negotiating with the labels and helping me think through it but I want to make a lot of it original um Mm -hmm. and I think it could be really fun but so my thought is tell me what you think of this John what I would really love to do is basically when the movie comes out also release several things one an EP that is basically Rufus's band, you know, like an EP that they would have put out with yeah. cool al- album art and like really create like a mythology, almost like Spinal Tap. Cause, you know, I mm. listen to the record Spinal, I listen to the black album from Spinal Tap all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's actually you really do? good. No, not all the time, but from time to time, it's, yeah, it's great. I've no, I, I'm a huge Harry Shearer fan. Yeah, who who's in the? Uh, yeah, really like Harry Shearer, but I plays the bass. I, I, and I've seen Spinal Tap, but I I've not listened to it. Go go to it on Spotify, John. You will have a hoot. Some of those I'll songs, Big okay. Bottoms, Big Bottoms, Dude, Big ever, Bottoms. Talk we'll about mud flaps. She's got them. Yeah, it's there's so much good stuff, John. Have you ever heard Bitch School? I, <laughs> The song by ACDC called uh, It's All About Like Balls, and the whole thing is a double on No. Have you ever heard the song? No. Oh my gosh. I it's want almost, to now. I heard it as a kid on like, oh, you know, my Philly, word. 
a Philly rock station, and I could not believe it. The entire thing is a, it's all about like big bouncing balls and stuff. And wow, it's kind of nuts. Um, yeah, that sounds like a little much. I can't believe they play it on the radio, and it's not its not even really a double entendre. Mm. Like, occasionally he refers to the fact that balls could mean either testicles or, like, an event. Like a It's kind of more like know? a 20% entendre. Yeah, it's, it's not really an entendre. It's just right out there. Anyway, it's an interesting song. We'll put um, a link to it. There's some I'm Stonehenge, John. I'm telling you, look up Smile Tap. But the, so the idea, though, I, okay. So we release it. We release an EP for Rufus's band, which could be really yeah. fun if it's just like four or five baller songs that are super custom and just. But sort of now create, all the they're gonna have to like back this up to some extent, or maybe they won't. But like, it would be sick if they could back it up, dude. You got to get a real. All the actors have to actually play instruments. Yeah, and they. Yeah, and then they got to. That's get part of reason this. it's hard to find a Rufus, bro. Hey guys, this is gonna take the next like two or three decades of your life if you sign on to this movie. Mm-hmm. Are you willing exactly. to tour as this band that I invented? Yes, exactly. And they're gonna be that's like, um, nope. But no, that's why it's hard to find Rufus though, because I got there's a lot of things that this Rufus has to do, you know. But anyway, so I want to release the EP, okay? Then I will release the overall kind of movie official soundtrack which will include some of those songs but will also just kind of include like the score and other songs that we license you know then i also think it'd be really fun to have each actor make a playlist that their character would make if they were making a mixtape so rufus makes a mixtape like Rufus's favorite songs and I would work with them basically be like what are Rufus's 15 songs that would go in this mixtape and then Jane the other character you know and and kind of release like this whole set of Spotify playlists that are all going to be totally different because they'll have slightly different taste and they're all different people but I think that could be kind of fun because I remember I don't know I just love when movies kind of build out like the mythology of the characters a little bit yeah I mean I feel two ways about it. Like sometimes movies that advertise in kind of unusual ways. Like I remember Requiem for a Dream. Remember mm-hmm. that movie? Darren yeah. Aronofsky? Oh, yeah. Classic. When that came out, um, they made a very unusual website to go with the movie. And huh. it was like really trippy. And when you clicked on stuff, like at first it appeared fine. It actually, the website followed. See, but this probably would have been back when websites were, were brand new. A- pain in the ass i bet it would took like two hours to load that thing it was it was crazy and you know it was super interactive and like Mm -hmm. the longer you were on the page like the wackier stuff would get and if you like clicked on the mom's face like all these javascript screens would pop up and Mm. stuff it was nuts you know and it kind of like gave you this really eerie feeling like when you watch that movie yeah um that movie and i think that's i think that's really cool and i think it would be cool if you could find some sort of unusual marketing ways to get the movie in front of people like that's what uh, i'm hoping because right because that's what i'm hoping is like it's a movie about music there aren't a lot of indie movies that are sort of soundtrack movies you know that's not as common with indie movies i know like once has done it but it's surprisingly partly because it's a pain you know and so usually people just end up having a score because you hire one composer they score the whole thing. You don't have to worry about licensing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think it'd be, yeah, I think it'd be really fun if Rufus's band, you know, if their EP is actually a rock solid five song EP where people listen to it and they're like, dang, I actually kind of wish this band was real. 
you know that would well, be why don't you go find to a me real that would band be band of people that can act i know i've thought How about many it bands you know, are in la there's tens there's a of million thousands. no i'm what i'm trying to do is find an actor who has musical skills cuz i do think at the end of the day that is the priority you know like it 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 needs to be an actor who can play and maybe an actor who's in a band but I, I don't want to just find a guy who's in a band who happens to sort of kind of be an actor because the real yeah, heavy I lifting, a lot of like I mean, the real heavy overlap. lifting is perform. Yeah. See, but like Rufus doesn't have to perform on screen very much. It's more like he puts a record on and we hear the music that way. You know, he does perform on screen a little bit, um, but ultimately it is more a matter of, you know, the, 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 the real heavy lifting is, is in the acting performances versus the music. Mm-hmm. The music is kind of more like a soundtrack. Um, so in that way, it's not like a musical the same way that something like Once is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got you. But anyway, so I think that could be really fun. And I think it would be such a huge success if it was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is like actually just kind of a good album. And I sort of wish this band was touring because I might go see them. You know, that would to me that would be that's going to be hard, but man, that would be cool if if we could kind of get 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 there. Yeah. So we're well, so I'm working with Dan board. on it. Yeah. No. So I'm working with Dan on it. Um. And and he wrote three songs over the past couple of weeks that are sort of demos. And so I don't know exactly what his composing process is, but he sent me, you know, three pretty cool, like pretty well produced. And, you know, he was like, oh, they're super rough. They're super rough. And I was listening to it. I was like, I don't know, dude. This is, like, kind of a good song. Kind of kind of just sounds like a real song. Like you, Which was exciting because I was like, oh, shoot. This guy really knows what he's doing, you know. Mm, he's yeah. not some – A lot of talented people out there. He's not some hacky guy. You know, he's a real dude. He's a dude. Did he's you a play dude for the dudes. music supervisor? What did he think? Oh, he loves it. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, all of it has a long way to go in terms of being there, you know. Right. But – no, I mean, the music supervisor is the guy that brought me to him, so he definitely trusts him. It was just cool because, like, I, I, you know, sometimes I get I, – I, I, going into the meeting, I was kind of like, okay. You know, I had some thoughts about the songs, and I was like, this guy can produce. This guy can write songs. These aren't quite there. And I had one kind of specific note that I was going to give him. I had a lot of very specific notes. I had one broader note that I was going to give him, and it was kind of like, yo – I need these songs to have a little more stank on them, you know, mm. and they need to be a little more stanky. Like right now they're just a little bit too, um, uh, not, I don't want to say generic, but like a little bit too mainstream. And, and I too think much Rufus, theremin in them. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully there's no theremin, but no, I was just like, you know, it, it, it's sort of like, um, Coldplay, for example, some of their songs are great, but they don't have a whole lot of stank on them, you know? Mm, true. I kind of want – I Rufus's band in my mind has some serious grit and some stank. And uh, I was like, all right, Dan's either going to get that, I'm going to say that, and he's going to get it, or I'm going to say it, and he's going to be like, uh, what do you – I thought I, I thought these do have some stank on it. And then I was going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, shit, we're never going to – this is, this is not going to work, you know? But he immediately got it, totally got it, pointed out all these exact ways that he, like, was already kind of planning on doing that over the next few days, but, like, wanted to get me in. You know, and I was like, oh, sweet, like, his head's already there. That's awesome, you know? Yeah. So that was really encouraging. Um, But, yeah, I was, like, singing one of the songs afterwards. It was stuck in my head, which is a great sign. 
You know what's some stinky music? I was listening to James Brown, some early Ooh, James Brown. James Brown is stanky. It's, that stuff is crazy. Oh, and he's stanky. Everybody's Ugh. sort of familiar with him. Like, you're sort of familiar with him. But, man, you go back and, like, listen to some oh, of those songs. Yeah. Holy cow. Especially if you just watch that guy live. That guy. <laughs> holy smokes. That guy was an entertainer to the 29th degree. Mm. Um, He just gets in a groove. You know, his band, they just get in a groove. And all of a sudden... I mean, it's it's not like typical pop songs, you know. Like it's not just like verse, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, bridge, chorus. It's just like sometimes he's just like, no, no, no. We're staying on this moment for like five minutes, and it's just gonna get deeper, and you're just gonna want to dance even more than you already do. It's kind of great. Funk, you know. There's an ideal. I think funk like soul. Nietzsche, Nietzsche pointed out that there's like this dialectic dichotomy between the the Apollonian and the Dionysian like spirits, you know, mm. the spirit of like reason and ration and the spirit of um, like, you know, uh, excess. And mm-hmm. he, he totally personifies that. And another guy that does is Jim Morrison too mm. from the uh, doors. Like, what do you think of the get, doors? I liked them a lot when I was a kid. I haven't listened to it in a long time and it doesn't resonate with me like that getting out of your head and like mm. it's a little too trippy for me now yeah the doors are a little bit too a little too much hippie and a little too little substance for me there's a album he they made after he died called american prayer mm. <clears throat> where they take his poetry and oh right they put doors music some new stuff some old stuff over top of jim morrison reading his poem his like actual poetry and it's pretty good. It's actually my one of my fa- it's my favorite Doors album. It's mm. kind of nuts and unusual, and hmm. um, it's a pretty good one. But That's you know, cool. I'm just I don't resonate with that like burn burn everything down, um, you know, like rage till you die. Mm-hmm. I don't resonate with that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get it. I yeah. I I like um, I like guys like uh, John Prine. You ever listen to John Prine? You know, I just uh, heard about him recently. I, me too. I didn't know who he was, but like that dude has been making music for a long time. Where did we hear about him on that Radiolab podcast where the girl was know, talking about? Dude, he wrote a song called "I Have Found My Love Today." Yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can remember it. I know exactly where we both just heard of John Prine, Radiolab. I didn't hear him on Radiolab. What happened on Radiolab? They're doing a, like a three part series on. Um, consent sexual consent okay radio lab is and the good. very good for beginning them. of the first episode is a girl talking about being at a john prine concert and she talked about how great he is and how he's been making music forever and i had never heard of him so i looked him up wait what what does he have to do with consent uh some guy at the concert was hitting on her oh so she he who was goes an older to a, guy yeah who goes to a john prine concert to prey on young women that's so well weird. it's like 75 year old guys and she's i think she's like in her late 20s she was almost certainly the only chick under 40 there like i don't yeah. know I'm not, i don't know what the guy did to her but i wouldn't be surprised that a guy would like try to hit on a young girl there right so not a young girl but comparatively young girl and uh, he wasn't, like, aggressive or anything. That's not the point of the story. But she ends up talking to him later, asking him, like, hey, were you actually trying to hit on me? But that's how the the episode starts, is her at a John Prine concert. I'm listening. 
That's it. Play the song. All right. I think I got it. <clears throat> I've met my love today. I've met my love today. Doesn't really matter what we have to say. I've met my love today. I've been holding on for you. Anyway, that's all. It's a good song. How'd you hear about him? I don't know. You must have listened to that episode in your sleep. I'm wondering if it was kind of like a Spotify Discover type situation. Because I do a lot uh, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, John, I want you to be super honest right now. Okay? I need okay. your honest feedback. Yep. Because we were just talking about how it's so cringy when people sing. What was yeah. your... I want you to dig deep, John. What was yep. your actual reaction when I started singing? Okay. Be honest. Uh, <laughs> be honest. Okay, so as soon as you said, I'm going to play this song. You were like, My Ooh. first thought... No, no. My first thought was, oh, thank God. So as soon Why? as you started, I Why? I pushed mute on the microphone. I stood up and I urinated into a <laughs> uh, empty bottle. <laughs> but I had my, I kept my headphones <laughs> on, and I thought, you know what? There is no. This is it's quite good. I really thought that. <laughs> well, I was urinating into an empty Diet Coke can bottle. I should oh, say, John, that makes me so happy. Yeah, but I thought it was good. Okay. All right. I really did. Good enough to be the backing track for your piss. You know what I did think, though? While I was um, relieving myself, I thought, yeah. you know what Zay's going to do? He's going to not find an actor that he likes, and he's going to cast himself in the lead role. He's auditioning himself to the seven people listening to this podcast wow. right now. Am I off base? Well... John, I mean, ooh, I hope so. <laughs> but also, I, I wouldn't underestimate my own narcissism either, you know? That's not what I mean. No, That's no, no, no. I mean, but it's I like... mean, here's the thing, John. I really, 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 really don't want to play Rufus. I think mm. I could, but I don't think I would make the movie that I want to make if I was trying to be Rufus and direct it. Mm. And therefore, I just don't think I'd do it. You know, Jason Bateman directs uh, Ozark. And yeah, accident. He's pretty good. Well, I just think as if a I, side note, not as a comparison. well. Here's the thing: I I don't think I would be as good as Rufus as a lot of people. I think I could do a serviceable job. You know, I think I could not ruin the movie. Um, but I don't think I would do it as well as some people. And more specifically, I think part of the reason, or Bradley Cooper. You know, he was in uh, he was in A Star Is Born. Hey, would you um, just if Al look at you, John? I gotta say, you know, when you did your Bradley Cooper impression, uh-huh. you, you did the window. You're like, dunk. I was impressed uh-huh. with the dunk because that's like you the like best the part about effects. rolling a window down. I did grow up listening to Prayer Home Companion. You know, they got that sound oh. effects guy, what Tom am- Keith or whatever. What an amazing job! That guy is incredible. Yeah. He's sick. Gary, uh, what's the guy's name? What's the what's the old geezer name? Gary Shandling. Our- no, not Garrison. Prayer Home Companion. What's the guy? Garrison, Garrison Keeler. R.I.P. Garrison Keeler. Boy, he they shuffled him out of there quick. That is messed up. I don't even. I think don't he know the story, anything. but 
I don't even. I, I don't heard he didn't even do anything. But yeah, let's not dwell on it. Point is, um, no, John, I really don't want to play Rufus. I don't think I would. Um, I could see would myself you know being if- in a movie that I directed one day once I'm a a more comfortable director. Most importantly, B have had a chance to act under other directors more because I've done it some, but I haven't done it a lot. And C, if I have the resources to have a really, really seriously great beefy team and time because if I could like actually take the time to be in a be in it and then stop and watch and like that's the thing like the stuff I've been in like for instance I was in a short that I made Mm -hmm. and it was fine but we were always under time crunch and so I never quite had enough time to like be in the scene and then take a second to get into director mode and then watch the, the the thing on playback and then decide how I feel about it and then be in director mode and then get back into actor mode and remember my lines and all that kind of stuff. You can do it, but it just takes time. And ideally you have an amazing first assistant director or a producer who's kind of directing the movie for you. You know what I mean? I think that's how yeah. usually that works. And I just couldn't, I, I couldn't afford the team and the time I would need at this point to make that feasible. Yeah. The other day I got a, a hole in my pants, you know, at the knee. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I just, you know, I took some scissors and I chopped the, the legs off at the oh, knee. Oh, good the idea. Then I put them on and I was in some shorts I made. I like that, John. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, cool. John, well... This uh, I didn't even think I, I you know I didn't even think to talk about music because I was mostly just bumming about uh about mystery actor man but you know what it's a good music episode John mm. yeah real quick give us give me give me your two uh, top two movie soundtracks oh wow make it three do you have any because I gotta think. yeah I got I got two off the top of my head they're okay. great the Pulp Fiction soundtrack oh, is excellent heavens. So good. Jungle Boogie. I mean, there's so many great songs. And so the good. interstitial, they have like little interstitials from the movie. That's They're yep. great. Um, yep. That's a good one. And um, the Days to Confuse soundtrack is good, especially great if you like soundtrack. classic rock. Yep. I'm a big classic rock fan. That's a great soundtrack. You know what's a really good one, John? The Royal Tenenbaums. Ah, uh, yeah. Excellent. Great soundtracks. Excellent. I mean, all, basically all of Wes Anderson's movies have impeccable soundtracks. Um, <clears throat> yeah. he's got great taste. Um, Goodfellas, amazing soundtrack. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really incredible soundtrack. Um, I'm trying to think of a third. You I feel the same way though. You know, I, I really enjoy those Martin Scorsese movies like Raging Bull. We, we've talked about it a little bit. Raging Bull is really incredible. It's an incredible movie, but you know, I just don't. I'm getting older. I'm getting softer. I don't want to go back and watch those. I don't want to watch Robert De Niro beat up his wife. They're so intense, man. It's too much. It's too real. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch The King of Comedy, but I just got to – I feel like I got to kind of psych myself up for it. You know, the guy – he's in one of the movies. or No, I guess he's in that um, – Robert De Niro. Is it Robert De Niro in – no, 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 no. Jack – Nicholson in yeah. The Departed. You know, his mm. character in The Departed. Yeah. Yep. He's supposed to play a guy who just got 
killed recently named Whitey Bulger. Did you yeah, hear about yeah, all he this? Just got mur- yeah, but tell, tell the audience in case they don't know. That's a crazy story. Yeah, he was like a dude in uh, Boston who was you know involved oh, in— Oh, wait. The Departed's about Whitey Bulger? I mean, loosely based on, oh, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Character based on, supposedly. Um, yeah, so Whitey Bulger was a mobster— he operated for a long time, and there's he had a lot of ties to the FBI. He rose to power by ratting out all yep. the other mafia guys. And it's long been claimed that the, there were tons of, like, corrupt FBI guys working with him. Uh, Somebody tipped him off to the fact that he would be indicted, so he and his wife fled. Because he was on the run for a while. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and his wife fled because they got tipped off by some corrupt FBI guys that they were going to be indicted. And he was a bad guy, like killed oh, tons yeah. of people. Yeah. Very, very bad guy. Not like a fun, um, not like a, not like a cool fun mob guy. Like a, like an actual scary, horrible person. Yeah, not a great guy. So he and his wife fled to Southern California, where later the FBI caught up to them and apprehended them, and they sent him to jail. And they were kind of shuffling him around to jail. It kind of sounds like they wanted him to get killed. Mm. So anyway. Uh, just, oh, I guess probably because they ago. know that his ties are so deep that like he's just going to set up a little king- kingdom in there, you know? It seems like they're more worried about him ratting on FBI people, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I wonder but... if Jeff Sessions was on his payroll ever. No, I'm just kidding. I guess he comes straight from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, no, he was too busy, like, uh, sicking dogs on uh, civil oh, rights protesters. Yowza. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey. I don't actually I... know that. He's probably a nice guy. Uh, I really doubt No, it. he's not. No, he's, he's, he's the guy not that a said, nice um, guy. You don't have Jeff to Jeff Sessions. It. Jeff Sessions he's a is a bad dude. On the record saying, I don't know if he's good or bad, but he did say at one point that he was in favor of the KKK until he found out they smoked dope. Oh my gosh, that's on the record. Yeah, that's not I mean, even a funny his, joke. It's not. It's not good. Um, that guy is running our entire justice department. Yeah. So anyway, oh, Whitey gosh. Bulger, they got him, and he was in a wheelchair. He's in prison, and apparently, a Greek guy in the mm. mafia, a Greek hitman, mm. uh, uh, gouged his eyes out, or tried to gouge his eyes out, and cut his tongue out, and they stabbed him a bunch, and now he's dead. Whoa. Bummer. That's, uh, that sounds brutal. Live by the sword, die by the sword. But they had all these news That's... clips. I heard him on a podcast. There were all these people, because he was a bad guy, you yeah. know? So all these people in Boston were like, I'm glad Whitey's dead. I'm glad they killed Whitey. I would have killed Whitey myself if I could have. I, I bet they mean it, too. <laughs> yeah. Kill Whitey. <laughs> all right, closing thought. One of the greatest SNL sketches of all time is mm. Casey Affleck at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> we'll link to it. It's so good. <laughs> what does he say? Oh, man. I'm not even going to try to do it. Just go look it up. Casey Affleck, Dunkin' up. Donuts, SNL. Just go do it. That John- is a real type of person. That person doesn't really exist down here, but every time no, I go up to Jersey, man, so you right. run into these people. I know, man. I know them, too, even from Baltimore. But, yeah, all my, like, New England friends, it, it, yeah, like like Tim Mela, you know, he's from he's from sort of outside Boston-ish. He is, but and, he's a classy um, guy. He's, he's a, classy a really guy. classy dude, but he was like, I know those guys for oh, real. Oh, for sure, yeah. Also, it's always Dunkin' Donuts. There's no... Like today, I went and got a donut at Yum Yum Donuts. Yum Yum Donuts is like a what's semi- the Yum Yums? Yum Yum is like a local ish chain, and that's one nice thing about about LA is is there's well we talked about donuts, but there's there's non gourmet high quality donuts 
everywhere. You know, there's all these Asian people usually, and they open these donut shops and they actually make good donuts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're chains, sometimes they're not. Oh, John, today's my birthday. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Seriously? As, as of this recording, yep. So by the time Ooh. people hear this episode, it'll be a couple days past. You forgot! I, I, I never knew. I couldn't forget. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it's your responsibility to know. Mm-hmm. All right, John, well, let's wrap it up. We'll, uh, we're will we going to do another episode. We're going to be releasing an episode on Friday as well. This one will come out on Tuesday. We're going to release an episode on Friday. Okay, I'll, I'll see you in a few. Okay, happy B-Day. Thank you for tuning in for episode 22 of I Guess We'll Do It That Way. We'll be back in just a few days. We're talking about all sorts of stuff, including uh, a little proposal that I have for John. I'm pretty excited about hearing what he thinks about it, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Isaiah Smallman, executive producer John Schimpf. Intro music was The Get Down by Summer Dregs. Outro music is The Man From Nowhere by Tom Paulus and Max Bells. This has been a production of Mama Bear Studios. Thank you very much. It's your boy!